0: People paying money to see me in a 20 by 20 ring.
1: Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the 20 by 20 Ring Crew. I am Matt, alongside with Joe. What's What's going on? on? What's going on, Joe? Uh, We have a special event happening uh, going on in the background, CMLL's 85th anniversary show that uh, you can catch, actually, on the Honor Club, which is pretty cool, in my opinion. To start off the show, though, I want to give a special congratulations to the five-time Five time, I'm not going to do the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> married man and Ric Flair. Ric Flair married for the fifth time. Uh,
0: I call bullshit.
1: Woo? No?
0: I call bullshit because... Um, not to fucking nerd out in front of you, but it's eight. Two of them happened at house shows. <laughs> and... Uh, there was another one, too, so that, that would be eight.
1: So he's been married eight times?
0: Yeah, and none of them are officially accepted by the NWA. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. <laughs>
1: so this, if I'm not mistaken, this is the first of the official five times that, I, that I'm counting here, where he has married somebody that has spent time in the business, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah, she's uh, his former valet...
1: She's like a maid, yeah, right? F- f- Fifi the maid.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That I'm pretty sure you're right about that. This is his only business-orientated uh, wedding, which is really shocking. Yeah. To me, anyway. I mean, you're, especially him, you would think, like, I don't know, maybe because he, he led, like, such a fucking double life that yeah. he didn't want... You don't wanna mix those worlds.
1: <laughs> when it comes to Ric Flair, you, you can't you can't overthink things because none nothing he does makes sense. Uh, I mean this is a guy again. Oh no,
0: no, it makes sense. Just to Rick Flair. Just to Ric Flair, yeah. <laughs>
1: so you and I are married guys and we're proud to say that we're on our first and for me, it's going to be my only marriage. I'm not doing this shit again.
0: Yeah, I'm not doing that. I, I told my <laughs> wife the same thing. Like, this is it.
1: Yeah, if this don't work out, that's it. I'm done. Yeah, I'm, I'm, done. I'm I'm checking out. But uh, <laughs> five times, man. Like, I can't I can't imagine marrying somebody that's been married five times. Now, I know people personally that have been married twice and three times. And that's especially three times. Like, holy shit. Like, yeah. you know, what are you doing? Like, it's just, a bit much. You know, five times... Congratulations, but I, I have my uh, skept, skepticism there. I mean, but then again, it's not like you can marry Ric Flair for money these days. I mean, the well, guy's like hoarding himself out just to stay afloat. But you know what? <laughs> it, that's the thing with him. Like,
0: hit. You know, <laughs> it's it's peaks and valleys with him because he's had. You know, you hear, <laughs> you hear through interviews and like shoot interviews and shit like that, like. You hear Hogan, like, yeah, I borrowed him, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars, and then you hear from Ric Flair, like, yeah, I made sure I paid it all back, and it was more than Hogan said, and, like, all kinds of shit, and, like, man, like, how, how much, how much fucking money have you burned through your life, you know, like, man, I just, kudos to him for, yeah. you know, for being able to rebound from all that shit, but Jesus, I could, I dude, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to fucking take it, man.
1: So, again, congratulations to, to Ric Flair. But this ain't a Ric Flair episode. Uh, actually, the thing I I, I want to talk about something that I posted on the uh, twenty by twenty wrestling talk page on Facebook last week on episode thirty. We talked about. Uh, we briefly talked about the Detroit show that they blocked off roughly 40 40%, per-
0: 40% of the arena for Monday Night Raw that took place in
1: Detroit, yeah. And this week on Raw, this past episode of Raw, they were in New Orleans, uh, the Smoothie King Arena or Center, I think it's called. And they, for wrestling, This keep in mind, This is this is a venue that can do about sixteen thousand to eighteen thousand people. to a decent sized venue. Decent
0: sized venue, yeah.
1: And they sold sixty five hundred tickets for for Gee, this venue.
0: Jesus, so, so like a third, a third of the building, we'll say.
1: So that leads me to believe that this this guy that that was there at the Detroit show probably wasn't bullshitting. <laughs> When he said it, and it remember, was blocked off.
0: Yeah, remember, he said he was being conservative. So, to, to sit there and, you know, put up a number like 40% and like, hey, I'm being conservative here. Yeah. Jesus.
1: So, I bring this up because I constantly get uh, remarks by WWE marks and, and, and fanboys that uh, these articles that show how much money WWE is bringing in. And what they fail to show in these in, in these uh, articles is where this money is coming from. I can tell you where the money is coming from. First and foremost, your streaming service. Digital media is a huge fucking thing right now. And that's not going anywhere anytime soon. I think for the better, personally. And the WWE Network is... They're one of their main sources of revenue for the entire company, and it makes sense. It's cheap. you get you know their 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 goal was to get a million subscribers to break even and they surpassed that so they are they're making money by that alone. That's good for them, but it doesn't show. It, what it doesn't show in, 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 as far as making money is what that means for the live events and for your uh, TV shows. And I constantly kind of argue them and say your ticket sales have dropped and your viewership is plummeting. To say dropped does not; it doesn't give it justice. It's plummeting. Less people are watching it, especially Monday nights now because it's such a bad product. (laughs) And it's things like this where you're you're in New Orleans. This is the same city, by the way, that hosted WrestleMania this year. Yeah, you know this is a a good wrestling city, and you didn't do half of that venue. You didn't sell half of that venue out. That it,
0: it. It really surprises me. I mean, I know they've been in a, a, a downturn and, you know, this is to be expected or, or what have you. But at the same time, to hear that only a third of that place was filled up for a Monday Night Raw, man, it just...
1: I'm not surprised by it. I'm not surprised by it because the WWE fans that I've i have been hearing from, and, and it's, it's including some of these, these fanboys... They're just saying, like, man, I I don't know what they're doing, but, like, Raw's been boring. Raw's been this and Raw's been that. None of it's good. And, like, even your fanboys are starting to say, you know what? I don't know if I'm going to watch anymore. And so I'm not surprised to hear this poor turnout because, look, even when you start getting your fanboys, the ones that have been diehard, you know, Everything, you know, no matter what, WWE can't do any wrong. And now they're saying, you know what? They're saying it's good anymore. When you start losing that audience, wow, you've done something wrong.
0: I kind of got into an argument with someone about. Uh, you get a lot of arguments. I do, man. <laughs> uh, I thought the, I was bad. The production value of Monday Night Raw compared to other wrestling that's out there in general. Mm-hmm. Um and it, it Monday Night Raw is supposed to be this flagship show. They have corporate sponsors, of course. The production value is going to be stellar, or should be stellar, compared to other wrestling events that are out there. I, I think that's just common knowledge and common sense. But my question to you now is: When do we see? When, if at all, do we see the production value in Monday Night Raw start to slip if these venues continue to do so poorly in attendance?
1: They've already taken cutbacks. I mean, and obviously, things, the pyro has, yeah.
0: has been gone for quite yeah, some time. Yeah, it's been gone.
1: You know, you, I could start seeing the, the ring apron. I don't know if you, you're familiar with their ring, ring apron, but it's, it's LED Ring right. apron, even the um, the turnbuckles are LED. You know, I can see that being taken away pretty soon. Um, it, it's just there's a lot of unnecessary things. Too. Those those things are cool and flashy, but they're not needed. Um, but yeah, it's there's going to be a lot of I, I can see things being changing, and even the the arenas that we see. If you can't sell out the Smoothie King Center, then maybe you shouldn't do it until you can pr- prove that you can sell out this arena again. And I know we might be going a little overboard to a lot of people, but look, I keep hearing all the time that this is a business and they're trying to make money and and, and trying to get top dollar. You're not getting top dollar by running out these arenas and not filling them. So you're actually, I don't know, I don't have the books in front of me, but I'm assuming that you're either losing money on, on this or... You're making just enough to say, you know, it's it's we're we're in the black, we're fine. Again, I'm not saying WWE is losing money, and they're, you know, every time I say stuff like this, I have to always justify it and say that. Look, I'm not saying that they're going out of business or anything like that. Like they're not in danger of that. Relax. So if that's your argument, I've already said it for you. You you don't need to, you don't need to fill in. You don't need to chime in. But. Um, it's the fact that you have these over-the-top productions that exist, and you just you don't need it. You you know if you if you can't fill it out, then don't do those arenas. If you can't, let's say they can't fill out the Allstate, don't do the Allstate. Yeah, do the Sears Center if you can't fill it out. You know, and it comes to the, the 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 point that we've been making for the past thirty episodes is that you've been cheating the audience. You know it. We're going to talk about a little bit more of this later with, with, with Ring of Honor and an interview that Joe Coff did just recently. But we've said it many times on the show that there's a change happening in professional wrestling, that the audience is shifting to a different, a different type of wrestling where this cartoonish, commercialized wrestling doesn't, doesn't work the way that it used to. And the competition is just continuously putting pressure on the WWE. And now they're at that point, whether Vince wants to admit it or not, where they have to say, well, what do we got to do to compete with those guys? Because that's where it's at now. Even though the WWE has more money than all the other wrestling promotions that we watch or, or, or maybe don't watch, that doesn't matter right now. Your overall value of your show is nowhere near... What everybody else is and we're not it's not just our opinions or wrestling fans that think like us opinions it's now your own audience that's saying you know what all in was really good uh you know this this new japan stuff is pretty good you know they they may be watching on access tv and filling in that way you know this ring of honor thing they might have something going on here this wwe thing is is kind of bad and you're losing that diehard audience and that's when you have to say, okay, how do we compete with those guys now? Because even though the other guys, the smaller guys, are trying to compete with WWE and get that get that fan base, WWE has to compete with the smaller guys in trying to get that entertainment value back because they are losing it. And they're losing it at very, very fast rates.
0: I have a question for you. Okay. Let's say the WWE Network takes the avenue that Ring of Honor has done with Honor Club. Yes. And they decide to open up the streaming service to every live event that the WWE puts on. be a lot of shows. It would be a lot of shows. Would you pay extra... For the streaming service for the WWE Network, if that were to happen,
1: for how the WWE product is now, absolutely not, um, because the house shows are just as bad at this point <laughs> than, than the main the main shows. Um, if they, if if they okay put it this way, if they stopped doing six shows six house shows in a week or however many it is, and and cut it down and it actually gave a shit for the house shows. I wouldn't mind paying extra money
0: I ask you because you and I both know and and most of our audience knows that WWE house shows you get to see their roster do things they normally don't get to do on television sure and uh, I thought I thought that would be an interesting selling point for, for them had they ever decided to do that with their streaming service.
1: I, I would agree with that, but I, I think we have to remember the, the the beast that we're talking about here and that's WWE. Anything that anytime those those wrestlers, male or, or, or female, are in front of a camera, they have to be the gimmick. All the time. So if they were to start televising their house shows, I have zero faith that they allow them to do what they're doing Traditionally, house show, house shows where they just be themselves. Now you still gotta be the gimmick. You gotta be this over the top gimmick. So again, that goes that goes mainly with Vince McMahon, where he he has this mentality that the the gimmick is more important than the wrestler. And even even if they were to go that route, I have all all the faith in the world that he would continue doing what he's doing now, just with more shows. And that sucks. That does suck. It sucks. You know, the only the only way it works is if he fucking allows somebody to somebody else to you know, you handle the house shows. And that somebody knows what they're doing. Knows how to run a wrestling promotion because this whole sports entertainment bullshit is catching up with him. You know, he used to make fun of Ted Turner because Ted Turner was in the wrestling business. And Vince yeah. McMahon was in the entertainment business, is what he said. Yeah, that's what he said. And it's like, dude, that's fine, but you are a professional wrestling company. You could, can, you can't, you can't say that we're not a wrestling company when the core of everything you do, the foundation of everything your your company represents, is professional wrestling. It it doesn't make any sense. It's like. It's like living in a fucking brick house and, and saying nothing, nothing in our house has anything to do with bricks. Like, it's just like, <laughs> but I see bricks right there. Yeah, I don't know. Those aren't bricks. Those are hard red objects or something stupid like that. That's how dumb it sounds when, when I hear that. Like, oh, they're a, yes. they're a sports entertainment company. You call it whatever you want to call it. They're very good at marketing for the most, point, for, for the most part. But... When it comes down to it, like they, they got caught. They got caught and it's you know, it's it's catching it, it caught up with them and it's like, All right, now it's time to evolve. Evolve into something different. You know, you can call yourself a sports entertainment company still, but for the love of God, put the wrestling first. <laughs> put the wrestling first and I guarantee you a lot of those a lot of those fans, including the non fanboys, are gonna come back to your product. It's it's really that simple. I want to I want to come back
0: I, I especially um, with my daughter my daughter you know she she's an AJ Styles fan you know she likes Finn Balor she just, she's got her favorites on, on you know not only the raw roster but also the Smackdown roster and um, she doesn't really partake in NXT too much but Still, she'll watch it. That's the only one she'll actually sit and watch without me having to uh, persuade her by any means. But Raw and SmackDown, forget about it, dude. She she wants no part of it right now.
1: It's really not, not hard to believe why. I mean, again, I, I agree with everything you said, and I agree with a lot of wrestling fans out there. It, it, the WWE, it's it really... Honestly, I know for everyone that has listened to every show this far, or most of our shows, again, thank you, first of all. Um, but it might be hard for for you guys to believe that I actually have a hard time not watching WWE. I mean, it's easy for me to not to watch it because it sucks right now. <laughs> but, man, like like I talked back to episode one. It was a WWE that, like for most people, it's yeah. like... Wow, this is awesome. This is so fucking cool. And you know what? Going back to the Attitude Era, there was not much. There was nothing really super impressive wrestling wise for me. When I rewatch a lot of those things, I'm not overly impressed with the wrestling. But what I was impressed with, uh, as far as the the historian in me in me now, is their ability to adapt. The ability to say, you know what, what we were doing wasn't working. We need to do something different. And I guess it takes it takes a company going rock bottom to finally say, you know what, maybe we need to change it. The problem is this time is that they're not going to go on at least not for the foreseeable future. They're not going to go on the brink of closing down because they are a very rich company.
0: You know what? That's problem unfortunately that's probably what's going to have to happen but in it, order for for them to yeah. Uh,
1: and that's the issue because they make too much money because much because, money. because of things like the WWE Network and things of that nature. Wow that there's like oh what's the problem we're we're still doing all right yeah. <laughs> and it's like okay all right you know i mean give it more time give them more time and and uh, maybe ring of honor won't be number 2 anymore maybe they'll be, they overtake them you know don't don't sleep on these guys but
0: last week you and i had a conversation after the show um, and we wanted to we wanted to talk about this on episode 30 I'm going to bring it up now because it's relevant to our conversation. Um, Jim Cornette had come out and kind of given away a strategy, a marketing strategy to Ring of Honor for promoting the now sold out Madison Square Garden show happening April 20 of 19, where he basically said, look, Sinclair Media, who owns Ring of Honor, for those who are not familiar, They've had Ring of Honor under their belts, you know, within their family of products for seven years now. It'll be eight next year. You've only done so much with the, the product when you could be doing so much more. And basically what he said was you have control. Sinclair Media has control of all these local news outlets. Uh, in uh, close to 200, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Why aren't they using them to promote Ring of Honor as they tour around the U.S. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. Like he's absolutely right. Like why wouldn't you do that? And he said what they could do for the Madison Square Garden show. I I wasn't familiar with this business deal, but apparently Madison Square Garden has like certain rights. With the broadcasting, where if you go to use it to promote your business or whatever, even though you perform there, yeah, you can't use the MSG, you can't use Madison Square Garden and any other promotional footage. You can't say those things. But what you can do, because it 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 happened, because it's a matter of fact, right? You can show the footage. You can show people standing out line, mm-hmm. uh, standing in line outside. I'm sorry. Uh, you can you can have all that and use that in your in promotional videos for your company. So that was his his deal. He said, "Look, take that promotional footage you shoot, have the people lined up outside, show them waiting, anticipating the the show. Do anything you can and then feed that to the local news outlets that you control and say, "Look, there you know, this Ring of Honor just had this major show happen as part of their tour." And they're going to be in, you know, persnickety New York or wherever the hell you want to say these local news are and advertise ticket sales. Tickets go on sale, blah, 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 blah. And there you go. You've got, you know, you're you're already now officially the number two company in the United States. Yeah. So build on it. Build on it and take advantage of this. This revolution of pro wrestling that's going on right now... In the words of Chris Jericho... So... that And it made sense... It made so much fucking sense... Why Sinclair Media has not done this yet... I have no clue... The only thing I will say is... It could be... Because of their original deal... Where they tried to buy Tribune Media... And, okay. and take over not only all those local news outlets, which would have gave them, like, a technical monopoly of local news. Right. But uh, they would have had um, WGN, at least WGN America. But I'm pretty sure all the WGN. All oh, WGN. Yeah. yeah
1: so, Tribune Tr- 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 owns WGN.
0: Because for a while here us folks out here in the neck of the woods uh, of Chicago, we were so excited to hear that they were trying to buy the all the... Uh, to, to buy Tribune Media, because guess what? That meant we possibly could have Ring of Honor on TV out here every week. That would have been fucking awesome. Not that it's hard to access now.
1: Yeah, not in this day and age.
0: But um, still, that would have been fucking exciting, you know? So, obviously if you didn't know, that that deal fell through the FCC turned turned them down. So, like I was saying, Sinclair Media is the Illuminati and uh, yeah, they they were trying to take over the <laughs> the local news. But that Jim Cornette idea made complete sense. I mean, I don't know how you feel about Jim Cornette. I could give I could take him or leave him during any any moment of the fucking week, but yeah. uh <laughs> He made sense here, and I I really don't know uh, if they'll even follow through with with his advice. I mean, it's not like he he doesn't have experience doing this. You know, I mean, he did run his own promotion and, and things like that. So if anybody would know, he would know. So we'll see. We'll see how uh, Ring of Honor takes this and and what they do with it because they definitely do have quite the opportunity ahead of them with that that sold out Madison Square Garden show.
1: I think when it comes to Ring of Honor, they they've really pretty much just been internet based as far as promoting goes, which is kind of weird. They they don't promote on on their own TV channels. Now, you and I are from Chicago. They don't have a Chicago as you were saying a Chicago market or a or, or channel out here in Chicago market and it's, I found it really weird because I was actually at the first Ring of Honor taping for the new show Now they used to have one on HDNet right this for the not not for that it was, but for the new one that was going to be on Sinclair I was at the first taping right. just in Chicago and it's funny because if you live in Chicago, you couldn't watch it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and this is before it was on Fight TV and obviously before Honor Club. But uh, you had this product that people wanted to see, and I I didn't really, I guess I was ignorant to what Sinclair was. Yeah, I knew they were a media company, but I didn't realize that they pretty much had control of, well, Put on the networks oh yeah and i find that weird because now just recently not that anybody cares but i, I recently cut the cord i no longer have my my uh, tv provider
0: congratulations <laughs> thank you it's actually
1: <laughs> nice um i actually went with playstation view and i did get the uh, sports package so i can continue to get the sports channels so i can watch you know the cubs and the bulls and stuff like that and um, one of the things that was included was was uh, Nesson or NESN. They call it Nesson on the, but it's a uh, New England based, um, lot of lot of like Boston area, and Ring of Honor is played on that channel at eleven o'clock, my time Central Time, uh, at night on Wednesday nights. So for one, that's a weird time slot. And I, I get it for being a sports channel because, you know, you also play live sports and all that stuff. So you don't want to give, like, a prime time time slot and have it get pushed back all the time, especially during, like, baseball season. and Well, if it's New England Base, you also have the Celtics and and, uh, and the Bruins and stuff like that uh, for NHL. But um, it's never never promoted. Not that I watch that channel, like, a lot, but I've never seen any kind of promotion. Even... Even like when it was uh, when the show's on, because like Impact Wrestling when TNA used to have that with Fox Sports Net, where the only time that they were advertised was when the show was actually on. <laughs> <laughs> Ring of Honor's never never advertised, not even when the show is on. I found that really intriguing. The only time that you see a spot for it is when it's coming up next.
0: Jim Cornette also said that. That is one thing he feels is wrong with the Sinclair Media Ring of Honor relationship, and it's that it's it seems like they don't know what to do with them, and maybe that's why they haven't done things like uh, the things that he had suggested with the Madison Square Garden show, and utilizing that for promotional um, situations. Yeah. So. Like I said, we you know, obviously we're we're quite a ways away from April of 2019, but
1: sure, there's still plenty of time still to Still plenty
0: of time to do stuff like this, but we'll see. We'll see what Sinclair does.
1: I that, and that's the reason why I feel that Ring of Honor has done a great job in promoting themselves and using this this great thing called the internet where they have their own streaming service. I mean, it started with Fight TV. That was such a great idea to not only hook up with Fight TV, but say we're going to give you our our weekly show for free. I mean, as far as the viewers go, I don't know what kind of deal they have with the, with with the Ring of Honor and Fight TV, but to have that, I mean, because it's a great way. Fight TV is a great way to for a smaller company like Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, like Reality of Wrestling. I know Championship Wrestling from Arizona now also has their weekly TV show on Fight TV for free. But for Ring of Honor to do that, it keep in mind, even though this it's recent, but to be the number two wrestling promotion in the United States, and you're giving away your thing for free when you're not on TV, you don't have a a, a national TV contract. I found that really smart that they would do that and saying that even though maybe we're not being promoted, maybe they feel the same way that they're not being promoted the way they should be, and instead of taking the Paul Heyman approach, uh, even though with all due respect. To you know, to, to, with Paul Heyman's issue was internet wasn't what it is today back in you know 99 2000s yeah. <laughs> but to basically just be left to rot like that almost I admit I would feel that way as a promoter like you're not going to promote me at all. <laughs> so they just took it upon themselves we're gonna promote ourselves and it's worked I, you know, obviously I mean if you're gonna if you're gonna just go past impact wrestling who has a national TV deal, and as far as where you're at. and <laughs>
0: Do you really want to call it that? <laughs> well, yeah.
1: <laughs> True, but um, I don't know what it is. Because people bitch about people bitch about right now to Ring of Honor. Not having a national TV deal. But I don't see those people watching Ring of Honor when they did have a national TV deal with Destination America. If you remember that from a few years ago.
0: I do remember that. And
1: they actually had... A contract to let go about five months, and they were polled within three. Yeah, and it was, it sucked because I was watching it every week. Yeah, say, like, oh yeah. man, it's easy, it's easy to watch it now and all that stuff, and then it gets pulled again, and say, like, what the fuck? But um, I they've done a great job promoting themselves, and if if nothing else, I would go if if I was Ring of Honor, if I was Joe Coffin, Ring of Honor. I would do. I would follow Jim Cornette's uh, advice, advice and, and just promote myself. At, at this point, you got to go into business with yourself and for yourself and, and just say, you know what, this is what we're doing.
0: You know what? <laughs> it, it totally makes sense. Uh, you know, I I promote myself to my wife for free all the time. So and that seems to work. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't. I haven't. I haven't had made her pay yet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> free promoted, man. The internet, yeah. man. It, it, it's one of those things where, you know, people say it's not a free market, and you know, I would, I would, I would agree, for, you know, for a lot of things. But with the internet, it's, it's if it's not free, it's damn near close to being a free market for self-promoting. So, take advantage of it, and they have, they, they totally have. Uh, Joe Koff was actually interviewed.
0: I was reading that while yeah. while we had taken a, a small break here. Um, pretty interesting article. Yeah. Uh, or interview, I should say. I I love the, the notion that he puts out there. That's something that I didn't think about when it comes to... So, so the article was about being called... ROH being referred to as the alternative. And... Joe Coff basically said, like, hey, I beg to differ about being called the alternative. Alternative to what? Like... <laughs> we have, uh, like, our fans, you know, we're, we're not sports entertainment while other promotions call themselves that. That's their business. But we're not sports entertainment. We're yeah. professional wrestling. And we, we wrestle a style and a brand. And we don't, you know, he, he's, he, he credited the company with, you know, they're, they're teenagers growing into young adulthood, so to speak. And they, they have no problem with, with being um, popular despite the, the, the fact that their talent keeps getting rated over and over <laughs> and over again. And yet here we are. They are officially the number two company in the United States. And that's huge. That is... Huge news for them. Man, it it's it's a very perplexing situation. They are at their biggest right now and their best and they're doing this all with all that talent that got rated over the over the past ten years. Yeah. I mean huge names, you know, A. J. Styles, Samoa Joe, Austin Aries, although, you know, he's been back and forth.
1: Sure. Dan and Daniel Bryan.
0: Daniel <laughs> <laughs> Bryan.
1: Yeah. It, Kevin Steen.
0: Kevin Steen, El you know, Generico, or Sami Zayn. The list goes on and on, and you're just like, fuck, how are these guys going to survive? And yet, here we are.
1: Yeah. And that's the reason why I said what I said about the Young Bucks and uh, and, and Cody and Kenny Omega's not really Ring of Honor. So he stays out of it for this part, but it's going to continue. It's gonna, The is going to continue because we've lost guys before. We as if, I, as if I belong to Ring of Honor, but they've lost guys before, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's. I love the article because it was a very much head held high kind of thing where it's like whoa whoa whoa, we're nobody's you know second choice like we're we're the top one you know if he pretty much just said it. we're the top wrestling company in the world because we're not sports entertainment exactly uh, our guys aren't. You know they they take their they take he used the term sport they take the sport very seriously and that's the reason why it's it's so damn entertaining.
0: Well, and Ring of Honor fans don't see themselves viewing the product as an alternative because they're Ring of Honor fans first and foremost. Yeah, and I you know obviously you and I watch a lot of different wrestling, but I feel the same way. I would much watch. I would rather watch ring of honor than the wwe or sports entertainment in general sure so
1: that would even include impact wrestling because there's there's some definitely sports entertainment value there though they have they are obviously still in the midst of, of a drastic change that's for the for the better yeah they still have that sports entertainment-esque uh, reputation on uh, that they have to carry still for now And again, you're not the WWE. You don't have the money that WWE has. So it's going to affect Impact a lot more. And that's the reason why. It's one of the reasons why Ring of Honor has surpassed them. And the thing that I, I would suggest to Ring of Honor is in order to continue to make yourself stand out more as a top player... I hate to say this, but be a little bit more like WWE in in how you brand your your company cuz they are good at branding their company. That's one of the reasons why they're so successful and make you guys believe in their shit even when it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true, it's true. But uh every time you 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 watch a Ring of Honor uh, show, they'll they'll have like their opening little clip very much like you have the the WWE one where it's then now forever that type of thing, mm-hmm. where it says Ring of Honor breeding excellence. You're not a breeding ground anymore. Get rid of that word. You're not breeding. You know, find something else to describe <laughs> excellence. Because what that means, and by them showing guys like Daniel Bryan and Kevin Steen, it's like, the what, it, what, it, what that says to me, if I'm not a fan, we are a, for lack of a better word, a minor league circuit. We are we are a farm system.
0: A stepping stone. Yeah. yeah. This is
1: where guys go to get a name, and then they go off to WWE. And for a while, that's exactly what Ring of Honor was meant to be, or at least that's what, for a lot of guys and girls, that's what it was meant to be for, but not so much anymore. You could be Ring of Honor and be a a Success throughout your entire career by being a ring of honor, and they can help that by promoting themselves a little bit better. Again, that's just a small thing they could do, but again, don't, don't call yourself a, by saying breeding, you're calling yourself a breeding ground. You know, other things that they, they continue to do, and it, it's helping with uh, partnerships like with CMLO. As we're watching the CMLO 85th anniversary show. With partnerships like New Japan Pro Wrestling, like partnerships with uh, Rev uh, Rev Pro, is uh, continue to bulk up that that uh, that roster and maybe find a way to bring in some more like not to say like older guys, old guys, but like having more seasoned vets. That what that says is we're not we're not just a bunch of young guys in the sense of like what they did with Bully Ray. Where we're not just, oh, they could, this is like a, again, like a stepping stone, but this is where anybody can come in and be a success and have a successful storyline and a successful run in our company. All that, what that says is that you are a stable company that is a force to be reckoned with in all areas of, of a business. And uh, I, I think they're in a step in the right direction. And, and and he makes a good point they're in their teenage years they're 16 years old that's not a very long time no, for not business at all you know and the next the next company to beat in that in that top business in wrestling is WWE that's some pretty that's a pretty big deal to to be able to say that like the next step up is WWE yeah i understand they're they're pretty far away from that at the moment, but that's, that's pretty, it's gotta be a pretty good damn good feeling to, to be that, to be at that point, because when they first started, you know, they were just, again, they were just going out of a gym in Philadelphia. Yeah. And, and here they are now, they're just doing bigger arenas. Yeah. It's, it's not the all state for us in Chicago, but it's. Hopefully soon, man. It, it could happen very soon. Hopefully you know? soon. That, that I don't. I
0: that would be a hell of a fucking place to watch Ring of Honor, man.
1: I don't think they they would have trouble filling out that arena. of I, I don't think so either. I think I already think they're at that point that they can fill out the the Allstate Arena. the The only time that I've ever seen a not so filled Ring of Honor show that you and I've been to was the one we went to in May of this year on Mother's Day. And that so, was because it was Mother's Day, was weekend, Mother's Day man. weekend. That's the
0: only reason. You know, I, there was one other Ring of Honor show that I had been to that should have been sold out but wasn't, and that was the second to final appearance in the States for Samoa Joe before he left. Okay. And we had to drive all the way to the north side of the city. It was snowing like fucking crazy outside. We barely made it to the show, let alone the other people that were there. So, that was the uh, the weather. It was just the weather. Yeah. Otherwise, th- that crowd would have been full. Still a hell of a good show though. Fucking
1: Midwest weather, man. <laughs> but that's the, that's the point that that uh, I've I've constantly made. Like, I know I don't have anything to prove it off of, but every same thing with All In. You know, every arena these guys are in, these these small timers are in, they they sell out. So it's only a matter of time for they say, yeah, you know what, let's take the shot and see if we can do big arenas like Madison Square Garden, which, by the way, is already sold out. And, <laughs> again, I, I and a lot of people are, are are debunking that and saying, oh, it's because it's New Japan Pro Wrestling. But they, keep in mind, New Japan Pro Wrestling is also at that point where they're trying to see how many asses they can put in seats. They got uh, They get shit for doing... The, the Long Beach shows because they're too small. Those venues yeah. are too small. And they, they keep saying, like, you do bigger arenas, which is why they did the Cow Palace earlier this year. So they're also on that same boat where it's like they, they're trying to kind of put their feet in the water and go a little bit further each time.
0: Yeah, they underest- that first show they ever did, they underestimated it like crazy because, uh, yeah. one, not only, there, not only was there a venue uh, a mile or so down the road, that was bigger yeah they had enough people turned away that they could have filled that arena the entire weekend the bigger arena yeah they didn't so they they um, basically shot themselves in the foot (laughs) and and left about almost 6,000 people out every night that they could have easily had sold tickets to which is kind of obscene to hear for for something of this nature, but that was the case. Yeah. Again, we're watching uh, CMLL's 85th anniversary show. Uh, We're on one of the last matches of the night, the co-main event. It's a six-man tag with L.A. Park and his son, El Hijo de L.A. Park, teaming with Caristico against Diamante Azul King Phoenix, which is Ray Phoenix for us here in the States. And Pente L0M or Pentagon Jr. And uh, man, they are all over the damn place. It's been a while since I've watched L.A. Park, and he is, uh, he's put on some weight. Yeah, Good he's, God. He's,
1: he's got, he's a big boy now. He's also in his 50s, too. No, yeah, yeah. I know that. <laughs> but... Uh, Not that you have to be, you know, fat in your 50s, but. <laughs> He look. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but he looks
0: taller too. Unless it's just like all the other guys in the ring are small. But I love the uh, the ring entrance. Him and his son came out too. They were like wearing Predator masks. Yeah. But their wardrobe was like uh, Hellraiser. Yeah. That was pretty cool. I, I like that that little mashup there.
1: I like how the referee looks like Bob Backlund.
0: Mexican Bob Backlund. (laughs) Roberto Roberto Backlund.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He's got the suspenders and the bow tie on. Like the crazy Bob Backlund. Not
0: the the one from the 80s. Yeah, there's only one more match left on this uh, anniversary show, and that's a hair versus hair match.
1: Tag team match, too.
0: Tag team match. Uh, Rush and Barbero... Cavanario against Volador Jr. and Matt Tavern, part of the Kingdom over in Ring of Honor. That ought to be uh, that ought to be pretty damn interesting. I can't wait to watch. I
1: find it funny that that uh, that Tavern's a babyface and and because he's still. I I when he, I see Tavern, yeah, I, I he just plays heel so well. Yeah.
0: Super douchebag. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He's the only guy in the kingdom that I actually like. I I just, I just don't know why they're still a faction, but he makes it work.
0: He does. His aiming um, work has
1: gotten better, too.
0: You're absolutely right. Uh, he's the only one, to me, worth watching yeah. out of those three guys.
1: I like Vinny Marseglia and, and, and the use of his knee pads being <laughs> I like one's leather face and... I don't know. Maybe I think one other ones Michael Myers. I mean, he's a huge horror fan.
0: I think he is, I think it is Michael Myers. So
1: that's cool and all that stuff. He does the whole Pennywise thing with the balloons, and that's all fun and finding Danny. But uh, for you, not for me. Yeah, not for you. <laughs> yeah. But uh, other than that, like his his wrestling is subpar, and and TKO Ryan. I don't know, maybe because he's young. I don't. I just don't see it yet. But yeah, yeah, I, I don't see it.
0: We're gonna take a break. How about that? We're gonna go pay some bills and. Uh... Check out a little more of this anniversary show. So stay tuned. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. They think you can tell us what to do. I can't tell you what to do. You think you can tell us what to wear. I can't tell you what to wear. You think that you're Hell no, I'm not better. Well, you better get ready. But I am smarter.
1: Bow to the master.
0: I'll bow to the Masters the Masters over at Ray's Ray's will hook you up with all kinds of discounted gift cards for your favorite places to eat for your favorite places to shop online and in store. They have any place you could possibly think of and they even have discounts on ride sharing services like Lyft and Uber in case you guys need to make it to a show. So hop on over and support the show. Support your 20x20 crew. Visit us for more information on raise and discount gift cards over at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash raise. That's R-A-I-S-E 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash raise and we got two words for you save money all right we are back ladies and gentlemen uh thanks for hanging in there with us and supporting the show as always Uh, again, we're talking wrestling, episode 31 of the 20x20 Ring Crew. Uh, I'm here with Matt, and we are uh, done watching CMLL's 85th anniversary show. Uh, We'll we'll save you the spoilers, but we watched it on Honor Club. It was part of the Honor Club. We got to watch it for free. Uh, If you don't have an Honor Club subscription and you're interested, you can go find information through our website at 20x20crew.com. Slash Podcast Slash Honor Club, all one word, and uh, it was a pretty decent card. Six yeah. matches, all tag matches. Eighty five years too. Eighty five years, man. That's crazy. It's
1: Long, old oldest wrestling promotion. My
0: daughter would say yeah. it's as old as I am, which is <laughs> far from the truth. But yeah, it's pretty I don't old. Know. It's pretty. pretty... <laughs> 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 I'm fucking with you. <laughs> We are now watching uh, the second episode of the second May Young Classic. Currently watching Mercedes Martinez in the ring against uh, Madison Rain. And she's not going by that though, is she? Ashley Rain. Ashley Rain yeah. in this tournament. But uh, yeah, there was a spot in this match and they're showing it again where...
1: That's tough to watch.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Ashley rain Madison rain uh, gets barely gets her head tucked in time for um some sort of a driver and uh, but that was put on by Mercedes Martinez and when she gets up she gets up from it she gets up from him fine but she looks a little dazed and confused there so uh yeah that was that was tough to watch but uh we were uh we're back and we're talking about wrestling and um, we'll touch on some stuff you and I haven't talked about in quite some time and that is the Bullet Club. Bullet Bullet Club, Bullet Club Civil War still raging on wildfire that burns in Tama Tonga's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> he is uh, you, know, you and I have talked about him before and whether he's one of those that Lives the gimmick or doesn't live the gimmick, and boy, does he ever fucking live the gimmick, man. Uh, he did, he recently did uh, an interview with Sports Illustrated where he divulged that he did have a, an opportunity to take part in the all in show and he refused. He said he was good, whatever that means. <laughs> um, I didn't. Uh, it, I don't know. I come from wrestling culture where you don't refuse bookings unless you absolutely positively have to, like if you're hurt or things of that nature. That's a payday. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. I don't know about these youngins. But uh, (laughs) Tomatongo went on Twitter and basically shot a a promo video talking about recruit season for the Bullet Club. Well, the original Bullet Club. The OGs, the OGs, okay. and uh, he put the word out there. He's looking for talent, and he told Sports Illustrated, "Hey, this is no storyline. Really recruiting talent to come to New Japan and be part of the Bullet Club." So, uh, with that being said, <laughs> Cody Rhodes decided to chime in. Okay. Also on Twitter, and uh, his <laughs> his exact statement is. Um, we're good here, guys. We've got the best wrestlers in the world. A badass queen. A crazy actor. We even got a dog. But yeah, I'm sure folks are chomping at the bit to join you and Mr. Juicy's Bullet Club. Go to NXT already, please. Nobody gives a shit. That was his words. Uh, Mr. Juicy is Juicy Gambino. Okay. The newest Bullet Club member. The Australian guy. Yeah, straight from Australia, so. Um... So ever since they've they've been at each other, uh, it's it's not dying down anytime soon, <laughs> <laughs> especially with Tama Tonga living living the gimmick. Yeah. In regards to this, there's there, like you and I talked about this too. There's there's so much that can go on between now and the end of the year. Yeah. Especially you've got uh, World Tag League coming up for New Japan. Yes. Um, I don't see the Tongans doing any non. New Japan spots for anyone. Um, we see have some
1: big events happening though in, in the uh, in New Japan, so that's that's okay. So to no, yeah, no,
0: there is, but like we're not going to get to see any of this spill over in Ring of Honor.
1: No, that's that's a shame. That it sense. is a shame. Yeah, yeah. I, I see what it's, you mean.
0: Especially with global wars coming up. Yeah, or well, the second the second leg of the tour coming up um, in October. Uh, out here in the Midwest, I know they're
1: doing spots in Ohio and and whatnot. But it, it sucks too because the amount of heat that Tomatonga especially has given himself with a lot of these these Twitter rants and stuff like that here to to fans here in the states. It'd be a great time for him to come out in the states and antagonize that crowd anymore. Easy
0: money, man. Easy
1: money. I mean, I know he's doing the U.S. show. Uh, in about a week here. Yeah,
0: but that's not quite the same thing. Yeah. No, that's a one and done.
1: One and done. I Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think it'd be cool to have done, you know, so, even if it's a small tour, a tour at Ring of Honor, mm-hmm. you know, things of that nature, and, and really just prolong this, this this beef that he has pretty much with the world at this point. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's one thing
0: to, to, you know, be in a civil war with your, your group mates, but he's just... He's a he's a very angry individual. <laughs> no fucks given. No f- yeah, zero, zero fucks oh, given. Sorry.
1: Shit, I'm to be on a list. Get that right. See, Dusty Rhodes. He looks weird.
0: Uh, we we are done watching the Mae Young Classic, and we are now watching uh, WCW Halloween Havoc. What year? 96. 96. You've got Tony Schiavone, Bobby the Brain Heenan, and Dusty Rhodes on the commentary. I think it's the hair.
1: His head looks really small.
0: Yeah, I think it's the hair. (laughs) Just the way he's got it faded up that way. It's usually a little more, like, curly and, you know, grown out. This
1: is more, like, clean shaven on the sides, almost. I'm digging the, uh, the black polos here. Matching polos. His shirt looks super small, too. Yeah. (laughs) Flexing your guns, they're dusty.
0: Remember, this is WCW, especially in 96, like... They're, shit, they're lucky they got matching polo shirts. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, yeah, that is, it's a shame. It's a shame that we we won't get to see much of this uh, closer to home. But, uh, yeah, New Japan New is going to be a, a very busy these next few months. World Tag League, you got the Destruction Tour coming up. All in preparation for Wrestle Kingdom in January. Yep. Speaking of uh, heat and uh, easy sales, uh, something came up in conversation. You and I were talking, and apparently there's this, this uh, idea going around about Vince McMahon possibly relinquishing his stranglehold on the idea of not having managers anymore. Like he's going to reinstate managers on the roster uh, all because of things lately, you know. Not that I, I pay too close attention to Raw, but he's got uh, he's got Drake with Authors of Pain now, kind of giving them uh, a little bit more of a, a mouthpiece, so that they uh, they don't have to fail on the mic. This all stems from a comicbook.com. Piece that was done. I, I don't remember the author, but uh, it was an interesting read, and the only thing I didn't like about the article was they talk about the authors of pain, like, trying to beat the NXT tag team curse, and and, and how Drake, being their, their manager, might be able to do that for them. And I, I kind of take issue with that because Anybody who's been watching the same stuff we're watching, I think it should be pretty much fucking evident that any anybody who gets called up from NXT, whether you're a tag team or a, a singles competitor, you for the for the most part, you're not getting like there's no curse. You're just it's just bad booking. There's the, the <laughs> you're you're just another body or two on an already bloated roster. Yeah, Who they can't seem to fucking do shit with anyway. So there's there's no curse. There's no NXT curse. There's no, none of that shit. It's just too many people being called up to a roster that's already huge and that's already being mismanaged. That's that's it. Simple as that, folks. And, yeah, I'm sorry. Authors of Pain left, and guess what? That's what they're doing now. Cien Almas, same thing. You know, and and it's the kind ascension. of the ascension, like the, yeah, revival. It, the revival. We could go on and on and on.
1: <clears throat> Fuck the revival.
0: That's why. That's why we never want to see the NXT people leave to go up to the main roster because we know they're going to get misused. Yeah. But we, that's a dead horse, man. We're just beating it like a dead horse. Yeah. But uh, what do you think? What do you think about this idea of Vince McMahon? Um, you know being more manager-friendly these days. You know, I I told you, you didn't know, but I told you that he's got Leo Rush on Raw being the mouthpiece for Bobby Lashley, of all people. And, and don't get me wrong, I understand Lashley, he's, he, he doesn't cut a very well promo no. to begin with. And uh, <clears throat> let's face it, he he has failed to reconnect with the fans like they thought he would. So...
1: First of all, Leo Rush. I know I'm in a minority with a lot of the uh, independent scene. I never understood what his appeal was no? to begin with. Okay. No. Uh, not only that, but uh, I still I I don't forgive him for the uh, shit he pulled with uh, Joy Janela. Oh yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. I as a as a wrestling uh, purist, I, I have major problems with what he did there. Uh, YouTube that one, folks. Yeah, but. <laughs> But with that being said, I see Leo Rush and I, I see uh Drake Maverick and I my, my initial thing is are they just gonna take uh two or five live guys and, and make them managers and that's how they're gonna get on the main rosters, be mouthpieces or managers for uh for other guys, for bigger guys, because it's almost like there's almost like treating them like little kids, where it's like, here, you uh, you guys can play in the playground, 205 Live, but when you get to the, the main roster and play with the adults, I'm using you know, air quotes here, you know, then all you can do is just stand the outside. I don't know. I'm not a fan of that. But to answer to the initial question of bringing back managers, that might be a way to help uh, ease the... Is the issue of having too many people in, on the roster when you start uh, dedicating them to be a manager? You know, but then again, I say that, and I think a lot of WWE fans, you know, even the, the fanboys out there, can agree. Not anybody can be a manager, you know. Yeah, that <laughs> it takes a special person to make it believable. That
0: it does.
1: You know, not everybody's going to be Bobby Heenan or, you know, uh, Jimmy Hart or things of that nature. It can work. You know, I I liked I I liked Paul Ellering as the manager of the Authors of Pain during their NXT run. But I say that probably because I really like Paul Ellering. I I never understood the purpose of Paul Ellering with the the Authors of Pain. They always said they were going to explain it and they never explained it. I didn't hate it. But it's also like... I, I don't quite get it. Again, it's Paul Ellering. I'm, I'm happy to see him back with a tag team. That's cool. But... Never really quite understood what the purpose was. What they are trying to convey. But then I look at... I look at somebody like... Um, like an aging Eric Young. And what he's doing with Sanity right now. And I understand it's, it's not quite the same thing. Because he still competes. But... Eric Young has kind of become this outspoken manager, if you will, for Alexander Wolfe and Killian Dane, the two younger guys. And there are times where he's on the outside, of, you know, looking in. He definitely has that that teaching mentality that you want out of a manager. And he's also also has that cool mentality of of breaking the rules like a manager would, like a heel manager would. It's really tricky because it's not just, it's not just WWE. It's it's kind of wrestling in general, where we've lost the art of managing. Yeah, you know, managers don't exist. You know, Truth Martini was uh, probably the last manager that I can think of that actually had like a stable under his wing. That
0: yet another lost yeah concept when it comes to wrestling. Like we just don't see. I yeah. mean, we have factions, but yeah. it's not necessarily the same thing.
1: You know, I like the idea. I think it works for WWE because they have. I think it works on paper. I should say, I gotta, I gotta make sure I say that because I am talking about WWE here, <laughs> and it works on paper because you have the 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 characters that could actually pull off a managerial role and it's just a matter of, of finding those people i think or a matter of, of finding the right people and putting them in the right positions you know i look at a, a vega a great manager for for andrade almas when he's being used <laughs>
0: Yeah, you you gotta have a wrestler yeah. wrestle in order to be a manager.
1: Yeah, so when 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 they were on NXT, she was a great manager. I could see her somebody if you were to do a stable, I could totally see that being a thing.
0: She's got to be probably the closest closest thing besides right now, Truth yeah. Martini. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So does it, it does it work? Yeah, it, it can. It, it, but just like everything else, it's gonna take them handling it correctly and, and getting their writing staff because they have to have a writing staff. God forbid they let anybody think for themselves. <laughs> and just kind of getting everything, other other eggs in the right basket. And I know that sounds like a very cliche answer, and I'm sorry for that, but that's really what it comes down to. It's it's kind of an interesting thing, no matter who it is, whether it's it's, it's Vince McMahon and WWE or if it's you know New Japan or Ring of Honor or whoever, when you start bringing the managers and not just like accompanies them for a few matches or something like that, but like when you deal with Andrade Almas, you deal with Zelina Vega. When you when you when you dealt with Brock Lesnar for a while, it was Paul Heyman. And let's let's face facts here. Paul Heyman is what kept that whole thing as relevant as it could possibly be. Yeah. Because he was the mouthpiece. He was the guy showing up. So it's, it's same it, the same is going to apply for anybody else. It, you have to be you have when you're out in the ring it's not enough to just be out in the ring and, and say I'm supporting this person cuz that's all you become like um let's go let's go to independence right now and Penelope Ford to George Janella. I don't consider her a manager. No, yeah. she, she's too active. She's too active. Uh, but I, active in the wrong way.
0: Active in the wrong way. You're, right. you're absolutely right. There, there used to be like a golden rule when it came to managers years ago. And it was like, if you're going to do... If you're going to take a bump, you only get one bump right? the entire show. Because years right. ago, you would have um, managers have they would have a stable of guys so there's a there was a potential for them to be out during you know around the ring for multiple matches sometimes two three four times a night yeah and that was like the golden rule like you want to get over as a manager don't fucking bump every every fucking match yeah try not to bump at all but if you have to take a bump take one bump the entire fucking night and it better be good yeah And we don't. That's that's gone by the wayside. Right now, you have someone like Penelope Ford comes out. and She damn near wrestles half the match sometimes. Yeah, you know, know, at at all in when when uh, he was fighting Hangman Page, like she she got way more than involved. You know, so yeah, I get it. She's definitely she's definitely uh, active in the wrong way.
1: Right, and then. I'll stick with Evolve for right now and look at somebody like Austin Theory and Priscilla Kelly. She's the heel manager. Mm -hmm. She tends to find a way to distract referees, uh, distract some of the wrestlers sometimes, be a thorn in her side, but doesn't get too actively involved in in the wrestling. There's sometimes where she does, and it's still that new school mentality. Yep. But uh I always felt that it was that that's an example of of somebody that has the the right mindset of a heel manager. You're gonna break all the rules. You're supposed to. But you do it in a manner of where you're inserting yourself into a match without inserting yourself into the match. Yeah, and that, if that makes sense to anybody. No, out there. <laughs> it, it, well it makes sense to me. and, and
0: but that's the thing, like it does it it takes a very a very special very specific individual right. to to be able to do that and it people fail a lot more often than they succeed in this
1: believe it or not there was a time when i thought and they were on the verge of doing it and they kind of pulled the plug on it and it was probably Vince, where vicky guerrero was on the verge of having her own like faction and Vicky Guerrero, I never knew what, what people saw her her as a as a uh on camera talent. You know, I get it, she's the she's the widow of Eddie Guerrero and, and things of that nature, but it doesn't mean she needs to be on T V. But then when she started getting involved in matches and started with Edge, uh, when she was doing that whole angle, it was like, Wow, like she understands the business. Yep. And there was a time when she had Dolph Ziggler and she was actively seeking another talent to manage. And I was like, wow, that'd be interesting if they actually gave her like uh, like a stable where she was the manager of multiple wrestlers. And it'd be cool, too, because like the old school, I immediately went to the old school mentality where it's like you got one guy fighting for the, the world title. Maybe you have a tag team fighting for the tag team titles. And it's like they should really do that. And they kept doing like she's looking for a, a new client, new client, and then out of nowhere, typical WWE, they just snapped their fingers and said, "We're not doing that storyline anymore," and they stopped. <laughs> and I was like, "Wow, that really sucks," because they were onto something there. But she had them. She had, She understood the business, and she had the 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 character was perfect for a heel stable for, with her at at at, at the range because she's not an active wrestler. She never has been. She's done some matches. But she'd be the type, too, where she would take the one bump if she had to and say, like, fuck, Like that would have been a perfect yeah, example. Yep. But they dropped the ball on that one. But, uh, yeah, to me, I'm so-so on managers, and maybe that's because I haven't seen a good example in a long time, with the exception of Truth Martini. So that's why I say it can work. I just, I don't know if it will. I, I don't know. I, I'm, interested, I'm interested to see how today's fans react to managers in in the sense of what you and I, at least what I'm thinking. I mean, I know there's, I mean, I, it's a, I'm not saying they have to have a stable, but that's immediately where my mind goes. But uh, even if it's just one wrestler, to be a legit manager, like, uh, Paul Bear was to The Undertaker and later on Kane. You know, something like that too, you know, or, you know, Paul Ellering was to The Legion of Doom for so long, you know. Like, it's just, you can be just one entity, you know, or, but I immediately, admittedly, I I go straight to the, uh, straight to Stables for some reason. I don't know what it is about (laughs) me. But yeah, I'm intrigued to see him come back. You know, I I love it when when throwbacks come back and become the new norm, and whether it happens or not is to be be uh, to be determined. But obviously, if Vince is talking about this or it's being talked about, that Vince is given kind of given a, a green light to it. Uh, somebody somewhere has got to have something planned, and uh, hopefully, yeah, hopefully, and uh, hopefully it's it's good. They so,
0: uh, we're talking about. Managers and and just that overbloated roster on SmackDown and Raw. Yeah. I don't know if you know this, but uh, they they had Tyler Breeze do a couple of NXT house shows recently because okay. they have nothing for him, and it went over very well with management. So it looks like they're going to continue that and just start having roster members from SmackDown and or Raw do NXT house shows. As, as as part of the the lineup, if they don't have anything else going on, what do you think about that?
1: I say, why stop there? Why not uh, put them on a TV show, NXT TV show?
0: I don't know if I'd want that.
1: Well, it depends I, I, on who's I, there.
0: Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if I want that I, because of who one who it, who it potentially would be, and then two, they're two completely different products, and maybe it's the selfish wrestler in me or selfish wrestling fan in me but fuck man NXT is good as is leave you know like if it ain't broke don't fix it you know I I, I don't want like I don't want someone like um, trying to think who who they have that they're not utilizing
1: most on on the main roster I (laughs) mean like
0: who we don't get to see very often but like let's let's say like like Dean Ambrose like if Dean Ambrose obviously he's back and he's on TV and whatnot but yeah. during his downtime if they had him on NXT like don't get me wrong like I got nothing against him but I also don't want to see him in NXT you know I I just don't think he fits the product as it as it currently stands
1: so when NXT was uh, was still trying to find its it, itself they would do let's say they would do tournaments I know for example the the tournament for the inaugural nXT women's championship and the final round was Paige again this is before she made the the main roster debut yeah. versus Natalia who was an established wrestler in 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 the in the main roster okay and it they had a phenomenal match um i I hear what you're saying I agree but just like everything else, if the right ingredients are there, yeah, it's got to it be the right people.
0: Like Tyler Breeze, I completely Tyler Breeze get, works because yeah. his
1: best work was in NXT. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, on Johnny Almes, so I'm, I'm not, I'm not gonna say no to him. No, no, out no, do, no, no. Yeah, he can,
0: he can come do spots.
1: It's like um, the first ever takeover, the first ever actual live event on the WWE network. For those who remember, was uh, NXT Takeover Arrival, and. The uh, one of the matches was Cesaro versus Sami Zayn, and they fucking tore the house down, man, <laughs> as expected. But they tore the house down, and uh, it was it was a hell of a match, and it was just a one off match for Cesaro. He was on the main roster at this time, at this point, but man, did they did they destroy it? And it was such a good match, and uh, it was really cool. It was really cool to see that. So. Anytime that you have that uh, that main roster guy come down NXT, I, usually, usually it's good. It's good. It's 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 for the best. Even if, obviously, if it's for a one-off thing, but uh, it's also kind of troubling too because again, it's uh, <laughs> it's like watching a shade of their former self. <laughs> yeah, right. Because <laughs> like, hey, you used to be this good all the time, and then and you got called up and. And he started doing vignettes as a fashion police, and it just. <laughs> and for Andre Almas, I'm sure he would love to do vignettes because he doesn't get any fucking TV time. Oh man! Well, he might. He might not. I, Again, I haven't watched SmackDown in a couple months, but. But yeah, you got a talent like uh, Almas, and you don't have him on TV.
0: That's a damn shame. You don't. Man. You don't deserve a talent like. Amis, yeah, you know? you're right. You're right about that. Oh, speaking of talent or no talent at this point. Again, we're watching WCW's Halloween Havoc 1996. And my favorite fucking person is on the screen. With his fucking Double J. stupid ass hair. <laughs> oh my god. I can't stand him. <laughs> I never understood his ring attire. Like, ever. Like, not never once. He just... None of his shit matches, like, who he is. I just don't get it.
1: Hey, he's, 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 he's not wearing a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> he just always looks out of place. Jeff Jarrett is, it's like, he's like the uh, the anti-dick of, of wrestling. Like, nobody, nobody wants to be around him. Anytime you see him walk in a room, it's like, Alright, I'll talk to you later. I'm, I gotta go. Here's uh, here's Ric Flair, being married five times, <laughs> five times, man. But um, but yeah, uh, I can see it working. I, I'm I'm I think it's cool that they're doing that for the NXT uh, house shows. I don't mind. Uh, I don't mind them having them do it uh, on on a main show too. Uh, personally, I, I wish NXT was a little longer than an hour, but I also I don't want to say that because by, if I say that, then they're probably going to extend it to three hours, and then they're going to struggle to
0: yeah that, make it entertaining. Yeah, no, I keep it at an hour. What they're doing works well. Like, don't again. If it ain't broke, then don't fix it. That's my yeah. Opinion.
1: That's that's a fair point. I guess I guess uh, to me, it's it's like the obvious thing of like if it's that great, we should have more of it. But you're right. If it's not broke, don't fix it because. The WWE is, the one, is is definitely that company that would totally break something by trying to make it better when it doesn't need to be. I, I guess, I guess, obviously, I can see it from my point of view, but I see it from yours as well. It's just like, man, it, we should have more of this because I want more of this, but it's the WWE and they tend to fuck things up. So. They
0: do. Uh, <laughs> I'm hoping they don't fuck up Matt Riddle. Uh. He's a...
1: I think it was last week. He had his last independent match against against Mark Haskins.
0: Yes, that was his last independent match. Oh no, you know what? I take that back. I think they're I think his last booking is the. Oh yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Okay. Um. He's rumored to be fighting Cassius Ono at War Games.
1: Dude, Cassius Ono looks terrible. <laughs> he looks terrible, man. He just keeps getting fatter.
0: You know what, man? You know, for those of you who don't know, Cassius Ono is also Chris Hero.
1: For the half oh, of the Kings of Wrestling, man.
0: For for those who actually remember who Chris Hero is, um, when he was Chris Hero, obviously much lighter in weight, yeah. and he floated all over that damn ring. Like there's there's no other way to describe it. He floated around the damn ring. I will say this: like don't get me wrong, he he has put on quite a bit of weight, but out of out of guys that have done that over the span of their career, mm-hmm. in recent memory, he still performs at such a high level for for having that that big body change. Yeah, and that I can't I can't even be mad. I can't even be mad.
1: Now you think it's the body though that's caught, that's kept him from. Uh progressing in the company and not even a call up but even on nxt yeah
0: and the only reason i say that is because over the years whether it be through a dirt sheet or a podcast or what have you you hear that all too often with the wwe you know they they do there's a little bit of body shaming that still goes on there and i'm kind of torn when it comes to this because like you have someone over the years like when mark henry was part of the roster yeah Obviously, Mark Henry's a big guy. He's a fucking bodybuilder. Right. So, Or a weightlifter, I should say. He's a weightlifter, Olympic champion at that. So, he's going to be a big dude. (laughs) But over the years, he amassed weight that didn't need to be put on. And the company told him, like, look, lose the pounds or we're going to terminate you. And they did the same thing in the big show. So, like, I get it. It's for their health. You know, amongst other reasons, but... Yeah, I, I really do think that's prohibited him succeeding, unfortunately. Um, really quick, because uh, we're running out of time here. Uh, NXT WarGames 2 coming up in uh, two months. There's a rumor it's going to be Undisputed Era... Against two other teams... I think the other one is Sanity. And then this one, are you ready for this one? Let's hear it. The War Raiders and Ricochet.
1: No shit. No shit. I can get behind that.
0: Yeah, I'm fucking excited, dude. Oh my God.
1: At yeah, uh, the uh, last year's War Games match, it's just like, fuck, dude. Give me more. Give me more. <laughs> War Games stays on NXT, by the way.
0: Please yes, yeah. let's not. Yeah, <laughs> no fucking SmackDown War well, Games, no know, Raw War. You know what's going to end up happening is, no two hundred five live War. Well, maybe
1: it's, it's going to be uh, it's going to be Hell in a Cell all over again. It's going to they're going to it's going to be called WWE lo- yeah, War Games. It'll
0: it'll lose all its meaning. And There's going to
1: be like three War Games matches in a night, and it's like it's, that yeah. doesn't that don't work that way. You know, this is one of those this is one of those matches where it's like the last resort. Like you're going to resolve a, a rivalry. This is how you do this it. This is how
0: you do it. Yep.
1: Now you were you were telling me during break that uh, Bobby Fish might might be ready for. He
0: might be cleared for for war games. Fuck, man,
1: and that would change. Obviously, everyone's going to have to have a, another partner if it stays that way, or or they don't go three guys, or they don't go four guys.
0: I, you know what. Regardless of whether he's able to or not, mm-hmm. whether he's cleared, I think they still say stay three guys. Three guys? Yeah, I really do. I can't see him going four guys just because of Fish.
1: When you first told me that, I didn't, see, I didn't know what the rumored match was. I just assumed, for some reason, like, oh, he's probably going to go. And that it's going to be a, like your, your traditional four-on-four kind of thing. Whatever they do you with know. him,
0: whether they let him in the match, whether they don't, I just... No pun intended. Well, pun intended. Some some smells fishy to me, <laughs> <laughs> and and I get that feeling like we might see a turn
1: from the undisputed era.
0: Um, maybe, yeah. I can see that. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes.
1: I can totally see that.
0: I hope they get their shit together. I really do. And there's there's a lot of competition coming up, um, especially with New Japan's destruction tour. You've got Ring of Honor. All these other awesome promotions out there. I I really want WWE to to get their shit together. There's so much potential. So much fucking potential. And
1: and you gotta gotta keep in mind, too, like Joe Coff said, these things aren't the alternative. They shouldn't be. You know, to me, they're not.
0: No, to me, they're not either. To me, WWE is what we watch. Yeah, Yeah.
1: this is what I watch first, you know. if, If... when when NXT goes head-to-head against... It's something I like, too. NXT goes head-to-head with Ring of Honor. I generally watch Ring of Honor live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if... And I know I'm in the, the big minority here, but if, if Supercard of Honor went with... The G1 Supercard went one-on-one against WrestleMania head-to-head, I'm watching G1 all day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can yeah. have WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, I'll watch it later. I'll, yeah. I'll fast-forward through it later. <laughs> you know. Uh that that's what we mean. Like it, it's it's just a matter of of just getting better. Stop cheating your audience. Obviously, you're you're uh, you're doing eighteen thousand people venues, and you're doing half of that. Not even. Not even half of that. It's like, all right, man. How do how do how do we get to that level? Because these guys, these little nobodies, they sold out the garden in in less than an hour.
0: Yeah, less than an hour.
1: You know, they these other little guys, these three guys, they sold out a ten thousand plus of re- a venue in a half hour. <laughs> how do we do that? How do we do that? You get better. You stop cheating the audience. Uh, to me, like the board of directors need to like find a way to get Vince out. That's how you. That's how you. Yeah, that's, get the first that's step.
0: problem number one. Yeah. yeah,
1: get Vince out. Tell get, get him out of there. Tell him and his wife to go fucking on a on a long ass vacation and just fucking stay there. Just
0: go retire. Retire,
1: yeah. Retire. Take the fucking grandkids for a while. It's, be it's be it's grandma. Not, it's grandpa. not like he
0: doesn't have money. Not, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he can retire. Yeah, I
1: don't want bad things to happen to you. Just go. Go yeah. live in paradise. <laughs> you, you just go. And and let people who know what they're fucking talking about handle. The wrestling part of the business. Why
0: can't he be like? Why can't he have one of those ambassador contracts like Shawn Michaels has? You yeah. Know, like, just yeah. see him every once in a while. He'll come in and like be guest ring announcer. Yeah,
1: you come in, he'll <laughs> do his little strut thing. Like he's got <laughs> shit in his pants, and <laughs> he'll say some things, and and that that's it. Like that's that's all you need to do. Like you're you're he, he doesn't realize he's hurting his own company.
0: All this WWE talk of like good times from, from previous years it just it it leaves me with a hankering to watch more for those of you who don't have a subscription already and want one possibly at a discount head on over to 20x20crew.com podcast slash WWE network that's all one word and uh, take all the information down there we are available always on the web at 20x20crew.com That is our home base, if you will. Uh, We are available on Facebook. Facebook.com slash 20x20crew. Facebook.com slash groups slash 20x20talk. Come talk with us. Come enjoy our memes. um, And and all the other shenanigans we get into. Um, Instagram. We are running an Instagram giveaway that uh, is going on... It's next week. Uh, So there's still a little bit of time left to get in. You can do that over on our Instagram account. Make sure you follow us, 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash Instagram. We'll get you all the rules and information you need to get into the giveaway. We are on Instagram at 20x20crew. And uh, we're also on YouTube. Every episode is available on YouTube as well. You can sit and listen to us there. Uh, you can jet on over to our official YouTube channel by going to 20x20crew.com slash podcast YouTube. It'll take you directly there. Hit that subscribe button, folks. You can always use one more subscriber. And, of course, while you're there, enjoy the exclusive content in the following contest where Matt and I fantasy book uh, our favorite wrestlers from From a bygone era, <laughs>
1: <laughs> as always, folks support professional wrestling of all kinds. Uh, get out there and go to your local shows as much as possible. Watch more kaiju. Watch more kaiju. <laughs> watch more a little bit of everything. I mean, uh, and, and if, if there's something that Joe and I haven't talked about, that you think that we should let us know about it. Because oh, I'm yeah. always looking for new wrestling to watch. Because uh, watching 20 different promotions at the same time just uh, that's not good enough. I need to watch more. Uh, as always, support the baby faces, support those heels, support everything about professional wrestling because we love it. And we know that you do too. That's why you listen to us. And thank you for listening to us. That's going to do it for this week, episode 31. And we will see you for episode 32 next week. Until then, we will see, see you in the ring. ring.